Welcome to the Market Commentator Podcast. It is MoneyWeb's weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. The guest today is Joseph Boucher. He is the head of J.M. Boucher Investments. Joseph, uh, welcome to the show. Tell us a bit more about uh, J.M. Boucher Investments. Uh, you seem to have been flying uh, below the radar, although the firm has been founded in uh, 2000. Uh, what have you been up to and where are you going? Thank you so much uh, for the invitation and uh, good afternoon to, to the listeners. Certainly, Jim Bush has been running for 15 years now with the orders of the black asset managers in South Africa. We said the business before your finances, charter, your BE codes and so on. Uh, one of the key issues really we want to do is to say, how do we come and add value in particular, look at products that um, promote financial inclusion in terms of um, the, the, the whole South Africa. So, so basically where we're going is to be the leader in terms of providing um, financial services, in particular products, uh, to both formerly employed people and unemployed people because we believe that's the only way to bridge the gap between um, the rich and the poor from an, an equality perspective if our products are designed to uh, be accessible to many people. Who are your uh, typical clients? Well, currently, our typical clients, I mean, we put about 5.6 billion assets under management. It's been mainly institutional or corporates. And in 2006, we launched our first retail product, which is a unit trust. Um, and we're looking, obviously, to expand that. So that product really was just geared towards um, anything. You can be a vendor, you can be um, a self-employed person. So our target market is any individual or families in South Africa uh, that want to 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 create um, uh, wealth. We will speak about that um, retail fund a bit later. But your core business at the moment is uh, asset management on behalf of corporates and the PIC. Uh, very, very true. Um, I, I think you know, in terms of just, just general. Um, uh, you know, we, we take the retirement fund industry or institutional uh, clients are our target. So that has been more like the business over the last um, uh, 15 years or also. What we're focusing now or as the second layer of development is obviously the retail um, uh, sector. Uh, for example, we're looking to uh, launch a Sharia compliant fund that certainly targets, um, uh, you know, Islamic finance, you know, people who follow Islamic finance uh, principles. Um, so certainly we're trying to broaden uh, our scope and as I said try to target the men in the street so that you know they get uh, access to financial services. We see many niche asset managers launching and or going the, the listing route um, and, and we've seen several of those companies doing actually fantastically well. Um, but there is a lot of competition. Uh, how do you position uh, bourgeois investments within that environment? Do you foresee uh, a consolidation at one stage? No, certainly. I think if you look at the markets, the markets are very, very difficult. I mean, there's no growth globally. Um, and certainly that's going to, and also unemployment. You know, as more people get unemployed, it means that retirement funds have to pay out, which means, you know, they have to draw those monies from money managers or asset manage. So there might be consolidation, but as you put it, you know, recently we've had um, a good listing. Signia is a recent one that have listened. They've done fantastic. I think the businesses that are going to survive are those that are going to make sure that their products remain relevant to people, are appropriate, relevant, and war price. And performance obviously is one of those key issues that has to stay um, uh, consistent. So for us, I think as a business, um, I don't think we're going to list any time soon. 
But what we want to do is to make sure that within the South African context, within the regional content in terms of SIDAC, we want every family to be aware of JM Busha Investment Group. We want at least possibly one member in each family to invest with us. Um, no, we're just launching our insurance, um, long-term um, insurance products right now, which we believe will be possibly the cheapest uh, uh, products in South Africa. And hence, to be able to make sure that you know people have got both access to risk benefits or products and investment uh, uh, products as well. If you look at the niche asset managers, obviously you are an empowered um, financial uh, manager and asset manager. If you look for business, does that count? Um, there seems to be very few niche uh, black-owned companies around. There are a few. How do you position yourself? Um, obviously, it is an advantage to get, for example, uh, you know, assets uh, to manage from the big corporates. I agree with you. From a corporate perspective and compliance with the B calls, uh, I think companies are seeking to get services or procure services from empowered companies. But if you look in terms of South Africa right now, you could say almost including the bigger uh, institutions, Sanlam and so on, those also say they are empowered because they've got B partners around them. But I think if you look in terms of the revised codes and what government is looking at, um, certainly there are different aspects um, in terms of ownership, and in terms of management, um, your procurement policies and, and so on. It does all go well for small businesses or black-owned businesses to um, uh, to enter into the market because certainly you know you 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 score some few points, but nonetheless I think it's important to make sure that those businesses are run very well, you know, professionally, um, you know, compliance issues you have to seek into and corporate governance issues. So some of those issues obviously are very difficult and onerous, as you know, that uh, regulation is becoming quite um, uh, strict and and tough in this costly, but certainly it does give an advantage to Africa owned business in terms of knocking the doors but other than that you still need to be able to perform and make sure that the business is run um, uh, efficiently let's talk about markets um, we are currently seeing uh, very interesting developments on the markets we see a lot of volatility if you take a bird's eye view uh, you ascend to just slightly you know below the moon and you look down at the south african market and you look down at the international markets uh, what is your perception of what is going on well in the short medium term i think the loss of volatility i think we've seen what the rand is doing a massive uh, swings between 13 say 20 to 14 um, so certainly i think there's a hell of uncertainty in terms of what is happening now the the, the problem with us as, as a country is that you know we really depend much on America um, and China so so American policies would drive global policies and for the past six months we've been waiting to see what the Fed will do in terms of interest rates um, so now it's almost clearer now that in at least in the next um, three to six months they're likely to increase the US policy rate um, uh, in, 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 in America so some people are looking obviously in terms of uh, this December, that, that will be the first increase since I think 2006. So that has been quite long period of no interest rates increase or almost near zero interest rates. You have seen how obviously our market have responded to the last comments from um, Ms. Um, Yellen from uh, Fed. 
uh, that our bonds have picked up possibly about 20 uh, basis points and the rand also have uh, have weakened so there is a little bit of a jittery china did devalue its currency twice in two days um last month so also the growth prospects people are saying are we going to get the seven percent anything under seven people are saying there's a problem in china but if you look at the especially the rand who's taken a massive beating over the last year um and uh, obviously in dollar terms the returns on the jc has diminished do you think it still should be the uh, investment destination of choice for local uh, asset managers well the, the the challenge is really in terms of the jse so this time we're not benefiting from the rent weakness because the commodity prices are low um, and that used to drive the jse currently the resource sector is basically the lowest in terms of weighting it used to constitute uh, the biggest weight in terms of the, 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 the listings. So most of those shares have taken a massive beating. I mean, you know, you've seen Lonmin, um, uh, Impala, uh, Angloplat, Anglo-American Billies. So all those companies have been really under, under, under pressure. And it does not look like the resource sector is going to turn anytime soon. There is um, uh, opportunities or there are opportunities within the JSC, but now it's time for stock picking rather than to look at the market uh, broadly. NASPAS has been the mainstay uh, for, for us. Um, I think Mondi also have done fantastic. Um, so certainly I think, you know, there are challenges, but, you know, investors need now to be careful given the fact that we're not quite sure. If rates start moving up, um, uh, it means then people might start shifting um, uh, their money from equities into fixed income. So it's, it's a, almost a wait and see game, but you need to be able to pick quality stocks you believe that in all the different um, economic environments they'll be able to uh, to to pull through as you said it's a stock picking uh, market um what stocks are you picking right now well uh, we believe you know your mainstay although i think it's now quite expensive naspers at 2100 it is quite expensive the target price people are putting it at 2600 but i i think for me the the key issue about naspers is that it basically relies on tencent now if there are any regulatory changes uh, in china from um, the gaming business uh, or online advertising and just the real just e-commerce in general obviously we'll be able to see but certainly up to now the momentum is on Naspers. Uh, I think Monty is doing very well. Steinhoff, um, Richmond, those are I think companies that have held very well in these tough conditions. If we, if we look at your uh, real return fund, um, it's actually quite small. It's about 20 million rand under, under management. Uh, is, is that growing? It is growing slowly. I think it is actually we started picking up uh, uh, good clients. Uh, the reason why it is small is because the minimum amount investors can invest in is about 300 rand. Actually, we used to say the minimum is 100 rand. So for it to grow, is, which is different from an institutional where we say the minimum must be 10 million. But for individuals, if you put the minimum at 100, certainly it will take long uh, to grow because to just get a million, um, you, ne- you need almost 1,000 um individuals to to invest in that but uh, uh, the the real issue there is to say how do we make obviously um some of the products we offer to our institutional clients available for for the retail um our clients so it will take long but i think you know the momentum is gonna come through and we believe next year i think we should be able to grow it quite um rapidly your benchmark is the inflation rate plus uh, four, four percentage points um is that not a bit conservative 
It is conservative, but but I think we're almost actually in the middle. There are some people who are offering inflation plus two, inflation plus three. So you've got Mondays that are actually inflation plus two. Now, when you look to inflation plus two, you're saying, I want a real return of 2% above you know your normal prices increases. So I think for, for inflation in terms of plus four, um, seeking a real return of 4%, I think it's very average and attractive in terms of being in the midterm. But also if you look in terms of the uh, central bank inflation targeting policy uh, is between 3 and and 6%. So so what we decided to do is obviously to say for that fund you need to be in the in the middle uh, because you want to manage the risk so that you know your individuals do not lose money. According to your fact sheet um you have uh, actually beaten that benchmark quite consistently since uh, inception uh, is there a lot of pressure? Do you feel the pressure to keep beating the uh, the benchmark? The individual market is very tough. I, I can promise you that. You know, individuals want to see. It's like a bank account. You want to see what's your balance every time. So certainly there is pressure in particular these days um, uh, that, you know, you need to make sure that you keep um, uh, the capital and you grow it above uh, above cash. Our cash returns currently you're sitting about six seven percent or over one year. And if you want to then generate an alpha, you have to make sure that you beat cash uh, at least. Um, so certainly, I think as you put it, you know there are possibly three or four shares that are holding the JSC um, uh, the market. So if you don't have Nespers, you're gonna battle. And if you have been invested heavily in resources, the turnaround for the resource sector that does look very long. Yeah. Do you hold um, NASPAS in your fact sheet? It's not one of the top holdings. No, NASPAS actually we had offloaded in this uh, in this fund. It's not um, the the top holdings. It is in the top ten, but I think obviously on that fact sheet, um, I think we're only showing about your top five shares. In the fact sheet, uh, it, it shows your asset allocation is about fifty percent equities and and fifty percent cash, uh, mostly bonds. Um, let's talk about bonds and, and, and the fixed income. Obviously, w- the market is quite high, and U.S. interest rate may put pressure on the the upside of the JSE. What bonds are you looking at, and, and what bonds uh, do you think will perform better than others? Well, this is a medium-risk uh, fund, uh, rem- and, and you're actually correct in terms of the balance. You can see the balance is almost 50-50 between equities. The higher the, the, the risk, the higher the returns. But certainly, fixed income does does give you a little bit of certainty to some extent that you can still lose money but there is obviously your guaranteed coupons you know if it, uh, bonds will give you or, uh, or money market will give you interest which is almost um, a certain unless if obviously the business goes bankrupt um, so if the rates go up we're going to obviously take a little bit of a knock from an in fixed income perspective in the sense that you lose your capital but we heavily invested in um, uh, the parasitical bonds which we believe are government guaranteed uh, also in inflation linked bonds which then guarantees at least that the fund will grow in line with inflation what parasitical bonds do you hold? Transit the quality bonds. Uh, I think if you look at transit, those are good. ESCOM, um, I think government will always support ESCOM. If we don't have ESCOM, we don't have any industry. So so you can almost say, you know what, nobody's going to let ESCOM go. Um, uh, we also have uh, Sanro, you know, the Rhodes Agents bonds. Um, so you get quite good credit 
you would pick up on that because you know after the ethos a guy didn't go well uh, you know some of those bonds might have shot up a little bit of some more points but it's still a government owned uh, um, uh, operation thank you joseph that was joshua bushwa he is the head of jm bushwa investments